Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC Mike Pursuta along with Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley. We are doing what we've been doing, previewing the NFL Draft, not just position by position, but position by position, and then running it back and doing it all again as we get you ready for Thursday, April the 29th, and round one. Uh, before we get to today's subject, which is our further review of the offensive tackle position. I need to remind everyone that all these videos are shared on Steelers.com, the Steelers mobile app, and the Steelers official YouTube page. Uh, the audio can also be heard on the Triple Take podcast and on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, you can subscribe to the Triple Take podcast wherever you download your favorite on-demand audio content. Guys, the offensive tackle is a really interesting position, at least in the uh, in my humble opinion, because there are some top-heavy headlining, uh, this is the next big thing type of guys. But Matt, uh, I wanted to start with you today uh, and you know, kind of tap into your scouting knowledge. Tackle to me, maybe more than any other position, seems like one where it's the team's job to find a guy who can do it and then coach him up so that he does it, as opposed to having having to have a been there done that guy yeah everybody would want Penay Sewell or uh Richard Slater but uh, it occurs to me if you find a real big guy that's got decent feet and some strength and the right attitude and smarts you can you can coach him up into a pretty good offensive tackle and, and get a lot of mileage out of him yeah you're 100% right and this class is particularly deep that you might not have to manufacture as many as you do in most years and you're right I mean the Penay Sewells and Jonathan Ogdens and those type of guys they're not real difficult. They go really early and you plug them in and that's great. But usually you have some major defect that you have to work around as a coach. And, you know, Dale and I host a drive every day and we had Greg Cosell on. I thought he said it really well. I'm going to steal from him. You know, in week 12, you're going to line up 64 offensive tackles in the NFL. So, yeah, you might look at one of these guys and say, boy, Liam Eikenberg, his, his arms are a little short. Maybe he's a guard. Well, he's probably a tackle because 64 of them have to play every week. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely the case. And, and I think that's why, you know, I look at this draft and there are probably 15 to 20 guys who have those traits that you're talking about. And that, that's what makes this draft class uh, so deep at that position. Um, you know, I don't know that there's a huge drop off in, in, in overall talent from the fifth offensive tackle to that 15th offensive tackle. There's a lot of guys with with you know who are big with those traits that that you look for. Dale, let's uh, stick with you as we take a look not at the top of the position, but maybe some under the radar guys, some second and third day guys. Uh, who knows? Maybe even some free agents. Uh, Would you uncover uh, looking back at OT? I got two guys that we really didn't talk about a lot uh, the first time we went through this, uh, Mike. That would be uh, Stone Forsyth from Florida. Uh, 6'8", 307 pounds. I mean, he's a monster. Uh, started 25 games at left tackle for Florida. Uh, it's not like he started, uh, you know, at Florida A&M or something like that. So the guy's, the guy's seen high pedigree pass rushers. It's not and, the Florida school of mines, right? It's, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what conference are the Gators in? Uh, that would be the SEC, Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You haven't talked much about the SEC during these programs. So not at all, not at all. But again, I mean, you're talking about a guy who played left tackle at Florida for two straight years. He's seen premium pass rushers day in and day out. So, uh, you know, you're getting a battle test a guy and, you know, 6'8", 307, you can't coach that size. 
uh, by the same token, another guy that uh, has kind of uh, come up the, the the boards a little bit is Brady Christensen at BYU. He tested super well. Uh, you know, he's got the size six five three zero two. Uh, everything that he did athletically at his pro day was in the 90th percentile or above, like he was 90% or above. Uh, that's what you're looking for, that athleticism there, and he has it. Matt, what'd you come up with? Those are two names I mentioned as well. Um, a guy top of the board, I mean, Tevin Jenkins is a, is a really good prospect. And you watch him, you think, boy, what a masher, what a powerful, great guy to run behind, you know, prototypical right tackle. But he had longer arms than I expected. He tested better than I expected. A couple of other guys to mention that won't be first-round picks that maybe are a little bit of projects, but they're really impressive athletically. You know, Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa, East Carolina's Deontay Smith, James Hudson from Cincinnati. You know, all those guys have a lot of traits to work with, and maybe they sit a year and you hear all those guys on game day in a year from now. And then the last guy I wanted just to bring up is just such a unique case is Stanford's Walker Little. I mean, he opted out this past year. The year before that, he got hurt in week one. So he's played one game in two years. Half he was game. the five-star recruit. I mean, I don't know what you do with him. Yeah, he's the, he's my guy uh, yeah. in terms of after further review, I didn't talk about this guy. Matt, I think you actually had him as your sleeper the first time we did this. I but, think so. But, um, you know, to Dale's theory about there's not many guys walking the planet that are six, seven, and three-eighths. 313 pounds, 72 snaps since the conclusion of the 2018 season, according to NFL Network. Knee injury in 2019, opted out in 2020, declined his invitation to the Senior Bowl, but uh, everybody raved about that, uh, you know, now famous Stanford pro day in the rain. I think that made some money for a lot of people uh, at the quarterback position, at the wide receiver position, at the cornerback position, and maybe for Walker Little, uh, here's what D Daniel Jeremiah had to say about him. Quote, in a league where we are starved to find offensive linemen, you've got a big, smart, tough guy who has a chance to be a solid player. And, of course, he's, he's got to be considered <laughs> smart because he's from Stanford. That's another one of our running themes. But uh, I, I watched the Stanford Pro Day, and he, he looked very fluid for, you know, a 318-pound guy. 313, yeah, I mean, excuse me. He's a he's a heck of a player. Uh, again, if you know, if we're talking about the the draft two years ago and we're previewing the 2021 class, he's a first round pick all day long. Um, you know, he just hasn't played in two years. So what do you do with him? It was a knee injury in 2019. Uh, obviously, that should be all healed now. Uh, but there's going to be a bit of a leap of faith there with him. That uh, you know, again, he, I don't know that you get better at playing football by not playing football. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, one of the constant themes we've had, uh, you know, taping these sessions, what do you do about these guys who opted out? I mean, that's just one year. Now you you got to go back uh, after two off years. It, it is a leap of faith, but, again, 6-7 uh, and 3-8, three 3-13. Three it's a question of when, right, not if. Right. Oh, he's going to be drafted in the on the first two days. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we had Lance Zierlein on our show uh, from NFL.com uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about – Walker Little is specifically because I asked about him. He says, it's not often I have to go back and look at 2018 tape to, to look at a guy, you know, two years back to, to look at a guy. He said, I looked at that and I looked at the, that for, that one game that he played in 2019 to, to kind of figure out what he is. And what he is, is, is big and athletic. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys. I, I, I counted five guys and these are of course unofficial 
who ran uh, five offensive tackles, I should say, who ran the 40 in less than five seconds. Uh, Rashawn Slater, we talked about Tevin Jenkins, Samuel Cosme, Brady Christensen, who we talked about, and Spencer Brown, who Matt mentioned. These are big dudes running running sub fives, uh, you know, sub five forties. That's Brown's a, over six eight. Yeah, <laughs> for him it was like it was like five steps. But you know, right. right. <laughs> I'll give you one more guy in that vein. Uh, Miami of Ohio's Tommy Doyle. Yeah, good one. Yeah, uh, yeah. six eight, three hundred and twenty. Uh, raw developmental, according to Jeremiah, but also nasty again. Uh, a lot of these guys seem to have that trait. And uh, I'll close uh, my uh, tackle observations 2.0 by referencing uh, the tape that probably everybody has seen by now of Tevin Jenkins going against uh, Joseph Osai of Texas and blocking him past the numbers, past the sideline, into the Texas bench, and then pancaking him about 10 yards out of bounds. Pretty nasty. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, he's 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 a road grader, that's for sure. I got a real deep sleeper from UMass, Larnell Coleman. I've never brought him up before. I just kind of found him recently. Yeah, this guy's got almost arms, Matt. Yeah, and I say he's got a wingspan of almost 85 inches. I mean, crazy. He moves really well. Um, fluid player. I mean, think about him two years down the road when he's starting somewhere. Yeah, yeah the, last got- guy, the last guy I saw from UMass was a hockey player and ever winning the NCAA division one championship right here in Pittsburgh. If you <laughs> yeah, say Coleman though, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Larnell Coleman had the second longest arms of any of the offensive tackles in this class at 35 and a half inches. Uh, Greg Island of Mississippi state was 36 and a half inches in, in arm length. I mean, these guys can, uh, Condor. I don't know. They can, they can reach around the earth, I guess. <laughs> so, so if nothing else, these guys are, uh, First guy off the bus, intimidators. Absolutely, no question. <laughs> That's gonna do it for Raggers, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna do it for round two on the offensive tackles. Remember, uh, all these videos are shared on Steelers.com, the Steelers mobile app, and the Steelers official YouTube page. You get the audio uh, via the Triple Take podcast and on Steelers Nation Radio. And if you want to subscribe to that Triple Take podcast, and hey, why wouldn't you? Why haven't you already? What are you waiting for? You can do that. Uh, it can be downloaded wherever uh, you download your favorite on-demand audio content. Uh, we're going to keep coming at you with uh, more previews in advance of the first round of the April 29th NFL draft. Until then, for Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson, I'm Mike Pursuta. You've been listening to the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC.